All right, we are back to podcast. I hope everyone's doing well. You've had a good day in the Lord. And um, we're moving right through the book of 1 Corinthians. So we are in 1 Corinthians, let's see here, 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. Okay, so what we're going to do... Um, we're going to chapter 13. It's a shorter chapter, and then we are going to study 12 and 14, um, in Bible study Wednesday night. So let's, let's, let's do chapter 13, uh, because I had promised everyone teaching on the tongues and, uh, the use and misuse of tongues. And so we're going to do that in Bible study on Wednesday night and do uh, this quick chapter of 1 Corinthians 13 this evening. Um, Though I speak, verse number one, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling symbol. The term charity means love. Okay, that's its simplest definition. Um, there, it, there is some some more extensive notes in defining the term charity, where it kind of gives a little more weighty um, <clears throat> definition than than love. But the simplest definition of the term charity is is love. So, without love in our hearts, um, the exorcism or exercising of gifts, and what I mean is, whatever gift God has given you, whether it be to preach, whether it be to teach, to uh, evangelize, to, uh, you know, be a helper in, in the church or a helper with, whatever your gift is, and you have one if you're saved, you've got... Uh, a gift to be used by God and or for God by your through yourself. And so whatever gift you have been entrusted with, if it is not produced, if it's not backed, if it's not motivated by charity, which is love, then it's sounding brass and a tink- tinkling cymbal. In other words, it's just vain noise. It's noise that isn't making music, isn't a blessing, isn't a benefit to no one else. It's just clamor, in other words. So the lesson there is what we do should be motivated by love, a love of God and a love of others. Verse number two, and although I have the gift of prophecy, now that would be foretell, okay, to foretell, to tell in advance, Paul did have the gift of prophecy. Prophesy or prophecy with an S means to foretell. That would be, in essence, telling what is already recorded, what is already established. Preaching, teaching would be the prophecy with an S. Prophecy with the C is to foretell, and that would be to know the future given to it by God. So Paul says, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Paul is saying that if I had 
If I had enough faith to move a mountain, if it is not backed, motivated by charity, then it's nothing. It's nothing. So, we see where we're headed with with this. You can do, you can serve, you can love, you can honor God, you can you you can give, but if it's if it's motivated by anything other than love, it's it's not going to stand the test of time concerning God. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, there's a lot of people that do that, that give uh, to the poor, they give to the needy for reasons that are not motivated out of love. You know, everything from a tax write-off to them feeling good about themselves. You don't ever help someone or do good in any capacity to make it... That's one of the problems of modern-day psychology. Modern-day psychology teaches you to do good so that you can feel better about yourself. When the reality is that is not the reason to do good. As a matter of fact, if you're focused on self, you're going to stay depressed half the time. Okay? You don't do right and good and help to feel good. You should do it out of a motivation of love for God and love for the brethren. Verse 4, charity. Here's, Here's your definition of godly biblical love of godly biblical charity i'm i'm about to give it to you charity suffereth long now notice there's going to be eight things that love is not jealous headstrong proud this is verses 4 through 6 i'll show you so eight things that love is not jealous it's not headstrong it's not proud it's not unseemly or inappropriate acting It's not selfish or irritable or spiteful or mischievous. None of those things are love. Verses 4 through 6 is defined by what love is not. But it is kind, it's patient, it's appreciative, it's optimistic, and it's gracious. Now watch this. Charity suffereth long. So that's even more than patience. It means to be long-suffering. It means to be under the weight for a long time. Be under the burden for a long time. It says long-suffering. So charity suffereth long. Okay? Charity... Let's see. Let me get back to my verse. So verse 4. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity's just kind. Being a kind person, being a kind-hearted person, a caring person, a, a person that is genuinely kind. Have you ever met anyone that you didn't feel like it? what they were doing was coming out of a bad place or it was coming out of a selfish place that you really genuinely felt like the person was kind? I know, and and there's others, I know that, and I I know I use my dear brother a lot. I I think of Brother Kevin. Brother Kevin is a great example of someone that when you're you're talking to them, you're associating with them, you don't think that there's any kind of agenda there whatsoever other, other than... The fact that he's a good, kind man. So that's that's charity. I, I think of that just like I, I, I was kidding. You know, I wasn't really kidding. I mean, I meant it. 
but when I, I uh, preached about Barnabas, I, I had our dear brother in my mind a lot through that, through the studying and the uh, putting together of that message, and just the same when I think of the kindness that is listed here concerning charity, um, I, I think of that as well. So, charity suffereth long, and it's just simply kind. It's a kind person. Charity envieth not. So, in other words, charity isn't jealous. Charity doesn't get jealous. So, charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself is not puffed up. In other words, it doesn't self-boast. Charity doesn't brag. Charity doesn't make you appear better than you are. Charity does not seek to make yourself appear good to other people. Charity doesn't vaunt yourself up. Charity doesn't seek to build oneself up. And not only that, charity is not puffed up. It's not full of pride. That's what puffed up means. It means to be prideful. Doth not behave itself unseemly. That's just kind of shady. It's kind of crooked. It's kind of uh, can't be trusted. Charity doesn't behave like that. That's not what charity is. Okay? So, let's, let's just keep on. This is good. This is good stuff. Letting us know if we're motivated by love. Charity, verse 5, seeketh not her own. In other words, she's not selfish. It's not a selfish person that has charity. Is not easily provoked. Charity doesn't get mad easily. Genuine love, charity, is not quick and ill and hot-tempered. Man, this is, this is good stuff. It's good, tough verses right here. Um, thinketh no evil. You ever think bad about people? You let your thoughts get the best of you about people and you're thinking bad about them, thinking the worst, being suspicious. That's not charity. So I'm just say hey, I'm just delivering the mail. Charity thinketh no evil. Charity doesn't think bad about their husband. Charity doesn't think bad about uh, your wife. It doesn't think bad about those that, that you love and you, you care about and they do you. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Okay? Beareth all things. So charity doesn't get happy when, when iniquity reigns. It doesn't get happy with bad news. It gets happy. It rejoices based around the truth of the Word of God. Uh, beareth all things. In other words, bears under the load of anything that comes their way. Believeth all things. So they have no trouble believing the Scriptures. Hopeth all things. Charity, motivated by love, always has a hope that God is going to make things better. You know, I, I kid around. I, people hate mornings, people hate Mondays, and I'll be honest with you, I like Mondays. I do. I like Monday because the possibilities of the week are just endless with God. And so, charity hopes. It continues to hope. That's just the beauty of the Scriptures. Uh, charity 
endureth all things. So you can go through much more than what you ever thought you would be able to go through if you're motivated by love. I remember when my wife first left, when, uh, you know, nobody listens to this. Is it, you know, it's not a secret to anybody that, you know, I uh, went through that with with a spouse choosing to leave and I had uh, the children and who were children at the time. They're older now, naturally. But there were some dark times, dark times. And I, I've never, maybe one day, I hope that God will allow me to give my complete testimony um, of those years, I think I think it would be a blessing. I think it would be uh, something that God could use to heal and to help myself and others. <clears throat> but during that time that was so difficult, so hurting, so hard, I'll tell you what I was motivated by. I was motivated by my the love of my children. The love of God, the love of the hope that things would get better. And so because of that, I can I endured, I was able to endure what I was going through. So look at verse 7. Love, charity, beareth all things. What comes your way, you can bear. Verse 7, what comes your way, believeth all things. Hopeth, charity, has a hope that things are going to get better, but this is it, endureth all things. How did I endure? How did I get through it? How did I How did I make it during the toughest times of my life? It was because I was motivated by love. Love. It wasn't hate. It wasn't, it wasn't hard feelings. It wasn't hurt that got me through those times. It was love. Charity never faileth, okay? So real charity never fails, doesn't quit, it doesn't give up. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. So there's going to be prophets that fail. We've seen that in our lifetime. We're, we're you know, charlatan preachers prophesy that Jesus is going to come back this year. They set a date, which is all death by stoning in the New Testament. I don't know why we've suddenly uh, thought people that say they believe the Bible suddenly feel like it's okay to set a date when the Word of God is plain and telling us in the Old Testament that that can be death by stoning if you prophesy and it doesn't come to pass. Now, some of the some people listen on YouTube and they follow these preachers or they listen to these preachers on TV, not as much as they used to. It's usually on the computer now. And these preachers will set a date and they'll give a date and it won't come to pass and they keep on following them. Well, the Word of God says that if we were under the law in the Old Testament, that person should be stoned. Prophecy shall fail. Why? We, I'm getting ready to show you. Now, we're going to come back to this when um, when we when we're teaching on the tongues. But watch this. So I don't want to get too much ahead of myself. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. T 
tongues shall cease. I'll explain that on Wednesday night. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part. Now, guess what? Right now, during the writing of this, the context, there is no completed Bible yet. So what they know, they know in part. There's still prophecies to be told. There's still scripture to be inspired. There's still Bible to be written. So what they know, they know in part. That's the context. Look. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. Now notice the changing of the spelling. It went from the C to the S. You remember the difference? Prophesy with a C is foretell. That's the future. Prophesy with an S is to uh, foretell, which is teaching or preaching what is already there and established. And it says the prof- whether we prophesy, that's teaching, preaching, in part. Why? Because the scriptures aren't completed yet. But when that which is perfect is come. Now, to the groups out there, the charismatics that uh, lay hold to saying that they can speak in tongues, they prophesy, or, or what have you, they will say that when that which is perfect is come is referencing Jesus. That's not referencing Jesus. That would be when that, for it, that would read different. This is speaking of something. It's not a personal pronoun. Look, when that which is perfect is come. Okay. It would say when that which is perfect or who is that who is perfect is come. If it was speaking of Jesus, it would say he who is perfect has come or that who is perfect has come. It's not speaking of a person. Look at it. When that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. What shall be done away? Tongues, prophecies with the sea, and the prophecies with the S will no longer be in part because you now have a completed Bible to foretell or foretell. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I become a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. But then I shall be known even as I am known. So in heaven we shall know others even as we are known. And now abideth faith and hope and charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. So the greatest of all of the gifts is love. This is the great love chapter. It's amazing. I'm not sure what all God's trying to tell me. But it was love on Wednesday night Bible study. It's love tonight, as well as love this morning. And so, the Word of God, and God is, is speaking to my heart in this realm and, and showing me what He wants me to know concerning His love for us and the love that we should possess for Him and one another. We love Him because He first loved us. Now, we know in part, or, or verse 13, now by the faith, hope, charity, but the greatest of these is charity. So Paul's driving this home of what love is 
the importance of love, the abilities of love, the motivation of love. Okay? So that's that's the gist of this chapter. But in the middle of it, he gives us, he gives us a key to what I'm going to be teaching on Wednesday night concerning the ceasing of tongues, why it was used, how it was used, and so forth. So I'm going to pause there. We will finish this. Well, we'll not be finishing this. We'll be starting a whole new study, but but we'll deal with 1 Corinthians 12, some of 14, and some of 13 in our study on the tongues on this coming Wednesday night. So I hope you've enjoyed 1 Corinthians 13 uh, on charity and love from the Bible. I love each one of you. Thank God for you, and I'll see you Wednesday night.